0: Hey friends, I'm Ryan. I'm Dylan. This is Distilled California, the podcast for the grain to glass crowd. I can't stop saying grain to grass. I don't know what that is. That's a different podcast. That
1: sounds like the line from Chinatown, but it's grain to glass crowd. (laughs) Grain to
0: glass. Hey everybody, I'm Ryan. I'm Dylan. (laughs) This is Distilled California, the podcast for the grain to glass. Nice. Uh, It's the spirited podcast for folks who are subscribed to the School of Booze here in California. We talk about everything from uh, the industry to the mystery to the uh, history.
1: The lore, the legends. Yes, sir. How are you doing today, Dylan? uh, I could be better. Yeah? I got my second vaccine and honestly, uh, it took all the wind out of my sails as of 10 o'clock this morning. So you're soldiering on. Yeah. The show must go on yes because you know our audience they need us <laughs> uh the first one
0: was not bad
1: the you know the arm hurt for like and it's the same arm same injection site
0: Ooh, the, no i switched it up i went yeah. left then right nah you, you know yeah. you want all the juice on the one side yeah. which one did you get uh pfizer same uh. all right prepare yourself because first pfizer i just was a little like head spinny and mm-hmm. then um uh was pretty much cool that that night and that i was it for the first one but the second one knocked me on my my rear 24 hours later so in 24 hours from right now well from 10 o'clock this morning you said yeah all right tomorrow morning i'll text you and see how you're doing
1: yeah yeah it's a, it's it's it was not bad at all the first shot the arm hurt for like six hours the day of and then nothing the next day yeah no side effects it, it was kosher um today though all my energy is gone I feel mentally and physically slower <laughs> I feel like I've aged like 70 years and for me as an old person on the inside it's like I'm finally you're meeting yeah. yourself yeah
0: it's very meta yeah
1: <laughs> this is the truth all right this is the way
0: hey man we're um we're gonna talk about some cool whiskey today right yeah 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 so um you want to tell them a little bit about it while I pour
1: yeah So Ryan was kind enough to bring me my Parliament Club bottle for the year of 2021 from Blinking Owl, and this is some 33-month-old four-grain cask-strength bourbon. I'm going to move the glass real quick.
0: Yep. Now, 33 months is, what's the math you did in your head again? I didn't do it in my head. The computer told me it's uh, two years, nine months, 21.2 days old.
1: There we go. <laughs> I I could not have repeated that <laughs>
0: in my current state. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you get this bottle because mm. you're part of essentially the Blinking Owls Whiskey Club. Yes. Right? Yeah, the apartment club was started. Uh, I
1: want to say what 2018. Pretty uh, early. And uh, I I was an early member. Uh, same with when I got the uh, the bourbon futures. And it's 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 a it's a really cool thing to have like. Before COVID, we'd have like a set day, and like a Wednesday, to go into the Owl, and it would be just private club members, and I would pal around, we'd have drinks, things like that, and you know.
0: That was back before the food, and we could had had to do private events in a yep. very particular way, but things. Were yeah, it was very speakeasy up. style, but
1: very legal still. Yeah.
0: Um, but it was it was uh, you know,
1: a little danger never hurt nobody. <laughs> uh, it was it was a very great um, and glorious time in the before times before covid and now it's slowly coming back um i've waited for this this is okay so this is wheat
0: rye malted barley and well oh. what's it say on the front oh it's bourbon right what makes bourbon a bourbon you missed the one ingredient 51 oh, corn yeah or more Yeah, this is actually – it's inspired on the regular four-grain bourbon recipe that we Mm -hmm. have, but this is actually the high rye version of that.
1: Oh, this is the high rye. This is the
0: other – so you got your first bottle was the standard high rye at, I think, normal proof for us, for uh, ABV 45. And then this one is the companion barrel to that. But at cask strength instead of regular proof. So what's the proof on this? Sixty-one point eight, or sorry, one twenty. What is that? One twenty-three point. Sorry, cheating. Time to do maths. One twenty-three. See, I told you, it's a computer. It's not me. Sixty-one point eight ABV, one twenty-three point six proof. So that's ripping. Yeah. Um, But that's barrel. That's barrel strength for you. we put it in at 60, ABV, or 120 proof, and we take it out at whatever it comes out at. Cool. Let's try. Hey, yeah, let's try. Cheers. Cheers, sir. I like to cheers to the barrel oh, yes. on these. to the barrel.
1: Thank you, barrel. Vanilla on the nose, a little bit of cherry, a lot of cherry.
0: So I think this is the third or fourth time I've tasted this between barrel samples and yeah, you're the initial pulls and then... Uh, proofing samples and then finished product but it, it it's amazing to me how different it can taste from the time that uh through that process yeah through the process because we didn't add well actually we didn't proof this we didn't add any water to it at all um but the thing that got me and the my favorite time to taste the barrel is when you first pull that bung and start harvesting the barrel you get a unique in, uh, interpretation of it and um, the first thing i got was fire the smoke yeah. that comes from the barrel, and I think you were mentioning that too uh, when we tried it a little bit earlier. <laughs> and it's uh, it's got that kick, right? Yeah, that fiery. Ooh, I am suddenly alive. <laughs> He's back, folks. <laughs> Dylan's back.
1: Woo. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, cherry. But talk and about the, it. Yeah. Cherry, you're... and then
0: go straight into wood. Deep wood notes. So I tend to get like if we. I don't know if we can say we've got a house flavor yet, but I get a lot of cherry yeah. in our in our four-grain bourbons, a little bit in the weeded bourbon. Mm-hmm. There's some some stone fruit cherry in the rye as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's expressing a lot in this. But tons of barrel, partially because no water added, right? Mm-hmm. This is the proof that it came out of the barrel. So the Ooh. the two years, nine months, and whatever that it lived in that barrel, this is the purest representation. Of, I mean, it's unchanged. It just came out of the barrel. We filtered out the char, um, and it's just a very light uh, filter to make it bottle-ready and then put it in a bottle. Oh,
1: and guys, that char, if you're able to get any from the owl, which you gotta be in to get the get the good stuff, is great for smoking meats. Mm. Yeah. Max did that. Did he? Yeah. I use it for uh to make the house smell good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Burnt yeah, wood this, and whiskey. This what? is... Like we've never, this is our first cast strength uh, presentation, so it's new experience for us. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know how people are going to react to it, uh, but it's um, it's different sipping on this than I'm what I'm used to from our normal stuff. I don't normally do cast strength anything.
1: How is this different from the bottled and bond? Besides the legal uh, aspects of it.
0: Well, so the bottled and bond, the the main difference is that um, uh, this could have been a bottled and bond. I should say mm-hmm. that. Uh, Well, no, it couldn't have because it wasn't four years old. Mm. So it's got to be four years old, and it has to be proofed to 50% ABV or 100 proof. That's where it's got to be set at. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you can't take a cast strength, harvest a cast strength uh, barrel and make that bottle and bond as is. You have have to proof it down, and it has to be at least four years old. Okay. There's other rules to it, too, but that's the most important stuff. Okay. So hopefully, I don't know. We'll find out. And you're probably the first Parliament Club member to try this. So
1: there are perks to the job, people. There are. This one was hand delivered. Again, perks to the job. (laughs) Thank you for doing that, sir.
0: Of course, Uh, but yeah, there's still room in the Parliament Club. It's only for. um, uh, We don't ship this one. You got to pick it up at the distillery, which is a bit of a you know know, we can't we don't take Parliament Club members outside of the state right now. Hopefully, someday we will.
1: Yeah, what I've seen, it's usually very hyper local. but people come down from LA that are, that are members. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We even have some club members who are moving out of state and they say they still want to be involved. So they're just going to have to come back. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they have family around, but they're just, they're cool. just going to, when they come back, they'll pick up Dedication all their to the cause, bro. Yeah. So we're being real fanboy with this one, but it was a, a unique bottle. Yeah. Um, um, it just we've just barreled it, our bottled it the other day. So this is the first tasting really of it um, officially, publicly, and we just wanted to f- uh, highlight this one because it was it's ours and we, we get to it's our One show, of the so. future
1: episodes, we should do a lineup of the various um, bourbons from the various distilleries around the state, right?
0: Oh yeah, and do
1: um, and do a show a how to proof. proof. Yeah, how to do what? How to proof through the through the various types because oh. I have x amount of of blink owl bourbon right so run it through because you know water will help this bloom so there's flavors that are layered in here that our tongue really cannot or our olfactory system cannot really discern without a little bit of water a little bit of help from from uh most important thing we we have on earth
0: yeah truly truly yeah water changes everything um yeah. you know barrel strength or cast strength is is not for everybody no
1: yeah, no and a lot of guys you know it's like oh, i only drink cast strength you know
0: like well congratulations yeah buddy. good for but you you're, you're missing out on a lot of the, what the whiskey has yeah to there's
1: offer. nuance there's romance <laughs> there's time there's a story in this not not to wax all poetic but uh hey i'm waxing like, poetic um well the more you drink of that the more you'll wax yeah i'm feeling very the more poetic uh, you'll get
0: yeah, really, like Dylan. We're just trying to get you through right the out. episode. Is really what we're trying to do here. I appreciate that. I, I feel supported. Yeah, I feel loved. I mean, tons of alcohol coming off the nose. I mean, that is Yeah, it's ethanol
1: it's, up front. Yeah, yeah all time. the nose hair gone.
0: Right. Um, boy, that'll wake you up though. If you have a cold, yeah, that's your go-to.
1: This is probably going to hot toddy. If I get if I get to feeling more uh, more poorly,
0: but the next thing to do would be to do this with. Um, uh, some water, either drops of water or yeah. pour in a little bit of water. I know it's a bit sacrilege to some people, but I'll explain myself. If the Irish do it and they're the mother of whiskey. No, no, no. The water thing they love. Scott, yeah. The Scots and the Irish will yeah. love it. Um, they don't like when Americans put ice in their oh, uh, yeah. whiskey. Yeah, because cold thing kills flavor. Right. Uh, but what I do is I like to do a small ice cube. So my refrigerator... Not, it's, not, I don't, it's not like a special tray or RO water or anything like that. It's just a relatively small cube, and I like to do one of those in the glass. You fancy. And then and then let it warm up sort of in my hand and use the warmth of my hand in the glass to, to melt that ice. And I like how the whiskey changes over the course mm-hmm. of that experience going from in the beginning. Yes, it's cooled off and all that and um, uh, not very diluted. But by the time the ice is gone, um, it's like the perfect, uh, it's the perfect dram at that point.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Working my way to it. So yeah. this could—I haven't had this diluted down. That would be the next thing I want to do with this. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah I might. I'm, I'm. I'll probably get a little a water dropper in an RO system just to, oh, sure. to have around here. Yeah. Because yeah, like you can definitely unfold the flavors in here and get a whole different flavor of. of whole different flavor of whiskey.
0: What I like to do is get knock off that alcohol a little bit, bring mm-hmm. it down to a place that we can taste a little bit better, taste like yeah. really what the juice yeah. is. And then we can compare that to the other barrel that you have, the other bottle, yeah. from the companion barrel to this at 45 and see how they compare. Are they the same? And remember, barrels, same juice, barreled on the same day, sitting right next to each other in two separate barrels in the, in the warehouse, Rick House or a Rack House or whatever you want to call it, um, will taste different. Yes. Uh, so that that'd be the cool thing to do is do a one to one next to each other.
1: So we're doing a lot of talking about water. Do we want to jump into or dive into? Dive into, yeah. Uh, how important water is to the process of making aquavit, which would that word would become w- whisk. Well, I don't speak Gaelic. <laughs> oh
0: boy, I was thinking about that today. Uska yeah. Uskave, yeah. Uskavé or yeah. Bay or Uskabaja. There's a lot of different ways to say it. Yeah, there's probably one right way, but I don't know it.
1: Yeah, I mean between the different dialects, it's like yeah. Italian. You know, yeah, different valleys, different speaks.
0: Right. So uh, the way I like to talk about to uh, enter into the water conversation, especially when looking at a bottle of uh, spirit, is to say that um, in this case, there's. Sixty-one point. Let's call it sixty-two percent of that is some kind of is alcohol is ethanol mm-hmm. alcohol. Um, that means that quick math: 38 percent of that is something else, mm-hmm. not whiskey, not alcohol, and that's water. Um, in most cases, if you're having a forty percent, most whiskeys at forty percent by you know in the in the world by volume, yeah, um, means that the that person just sold you a bottle that has 40% alcohol in it and 60% of it, it is water. So you just bought something that's 60% water. So that water part better be good and it better help the spirit. If it doesn't, then what's the point? Um, so uh, in this case, it's, there's more alcohol than there is water, which is, you know, that's the first time we've ever done that. Um, uh, but that's why water is so important to spirit. Now that's even more true when you're talking about wine or beer, um, because uh, there's, you know, those are anywhere from 4% to 18%, maybe at the, the top end.
1: So at that point, the water is the delivery system. Mm-hmm. Actually, at this point, the water is still the delivery system for the Yeah,
0: those. absolutely. Yeah. And so it, what we're drinking is basically like a suspension. Yeah. Well, well sort of. It's um, um, water and alcohol love to be together. Mm hmm. Uh, it's actually hard to break them apart from each other, which is why you have to go through the distillation process, the process of heating up the combination of water and alcohol to get the alcohol part out that you want. Um, so it takes a lot of energy, energy intensive to do that. Normally, alcohol and water will just be happy together like that in the bottle. Gotcha. Um, over time, if you left the, the cork off of that, um, some would ev- have uh, alcohol and water both would evaporate, but at different rates. Um, Uh, But normally under, you know, room temperature conditions, they like to be together. Gotcha. Um, But we have to go back even further uh, if we want to talk about the water story, especially here in California, because (laughs) this is distilled California. This is a story about spirits in California and everything starts with water. We need water to do the mash, which is where we combine the grain with the water to um, uh, soak those starches so we can start breaking them down. We need water to cool that process down. Um, uh, Once you've heated it up to cool it down because you can't just add yeast into a hot tank, Um, you need water to maintain the temperature of the the fermentation tanks that they're sitting in. You need, and then then just as importantly, you need water, if not more, you need water to run the still Uh, water. Uh, circulates through the still in condensers, which is where the vapor rises up. Let's say this is the pot. The vapor rises up out of the, um, out of the pot, um, and depending on your system, through arms or lines, and then uh, finally to some form of condenser, which takes those vapors, condenses them back down into a liquid. They fall, uh, they fall down now at room temperature almost and into your collection tank. You need cold water to be able to do that. Um, that doesn't have to be potable water though, but the stuff does that to make the, the, um, the mash. Um, and then finally you need water to, unless in this case you are taking it at, well, no, even then that's barrel proof, but we proofed it down from uh, distillation proof to put it into the barrel with water. Um, once again, just going to show that the that water has to be part – it's part of the product. It's got to mm-hmm. be just as good as what you're the rest of this, the stuff that you're making. Otherwise, you're hurting yourself.
1: So that's why there's such an emphasis in, say, like um, Kentucky with a the bullet. They, they, they talk about limestone. The water has to flow over limestone, and it imparts minerals mm-hmm. and, and flavors, calcium, things like that. Yeah. And that will change the flavor.
0: Absolutely. So the place where it's gotten the most geeky is probably with beer uh, because – very uh you, you very often in beer they got to work with too. Well, you got and you got to be worried about the bacteria in All beer. Right. You don't have to be as worried about it in uh, spirits because we are uh, fermenting and distilling at much higher strengths and bacteria doesn't like that as much. But in low ABV beers or you know, in most beers, bacteria is a major uh, a major thing to watch out for. You got to be really clean in beer. Not that we aren't in spirits too, but a, a really really clean in beer. Um but you were saying something that had me on a track. Oh. I lost it. Something about the water. Um well we'll just keep going with yeah. that. Yeah. Um so when you're uh after you've uh, uh proofed the spirit off of the still, uh you wouldn't probably put that into a barrel at distilled strength. So in the US, in to, in order to make a bourbon or a rye whiskey, it has to be um it has to be uh, distilled at less than 80% ABV okay. or 160 proof. Mm-hmm. That means that whatever you collect after you ran the still has to be less than 80% alcohol. So we're th- we're there. Yeah. Okay. But we were higher than that when we made the juice. Of course. We were probably 78, 79%. Uh, so we have to then add a little bit of water to get that down to um, uh, barrel strength, which for us is 60% uh, or less. Sometimes we'll do some less, but normally 60% going into the barrel and then it sits there for however long in this case almost three years 33 months when we pulled it out we put it in at 60 when we pulled it out it was at 61.8 went up almost two percent abv i'll call by volume um and that's and,
1: because of
0: evaporation right exactly and you know what that's called what evaporation is called uh angel share yes exactly yeah i know things so, sometimes there's a there's a movie called the angel share it was I didn't like it. It wasn't very good, but it's about some guys in Scotland who were stealing barrels because they, I don't even know what the point of it was, but I remember being really morose and like Mm. sad and depressing, but maybe that's their shtick. I don't know. (laughs) It rains a lot there. (laughs) It does. Um, but angels share his evaporation and that can be both alcohol or water um in this case we lost more water than we did alcohol therefore what was left is a higher concentration of alcohol gotcha okay yeah um we are in a relatively relative, re, it's relative uh, relatively hot dry um climate here in in orange county in, mm-hmm. in santa Ana, yeah. california um, kentucky gets uh, where most of the bourbon in the world is made gets uh really hot in the summer really cold well not really cold but pretty cold in the winter mm-hmm. And it'll they snow have, down there yeah. yeah absolutely and they have they're more humid pretty humid yeah um not 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 having done a, a rickhouse tour to find out what their angel share is or what if their proofs are going up or down um you you'd have we'd have to ask them but it would for, change year to year though right uh well every year is going to be different based on the weather yeah. so um, because most of these folks aren't climate controlling yeah
1: and that, that's why like with scotches that's why it takes so long to, for for the maturation to to, to take right because uh, Scotland and Ireland they're basically in the same climate zone throughout the year it's usually you know a little bit colder a little bit wetter
0: it's a very moderate yeah. climate and it's moderated by the the ocean that's right yeah. next to them um, the atlantic so they're getting um, they're getting just really moderated climate coming through, and so it doesn't change a lot, and that's really good for Scotch because the way we enjoy Scotch, we know we, yeah. Scotch is the way it is in part because of those the British Isles being yes. the way they are. Yep. Um, but the, and the part of the reason that American whiskeys and especially bourbons are the way they are is because we think about Kentucky and that climate zone. So th- things like temperature, humidity. Um, Uh, uh, changes in pressure have an effect. Sometimes you'll go into a barrel warehouse. It's called a rick house or a a rack house. And you will... uh, Some days it'll be pretty mild. There won't be much of a smell. And other days it'll just be like booming with scent.
1: Those are my favorite days.
0: Yeah. It's fun to literally open the door and just kind of like... Yep. Bathe in it. Bathe in it, yeah. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with what's happening... I miss those days. ...outside (laughs) when you were coming in on the regular. yeah. Come on over, you go yeah, in, we'll yeah, go in, yeah, so I can feel this,
1: yeah, yeah, I right? I, I can too, um my my day is much improved, <laughs> so yeah California is the Southern California in particular, is mostly desert, um yeah, to take the line out of Chinatown, which you referenced earlier, like Los Angeles is on the edge of a desert it it is a desert community, and, I think
0: we're technically just to get into the weeds a little yeah. bit. I think we're technically a Mediterranean climate. Yeah, Um, but it's it's right on the border between. You could call the LA Basin, probably not Orange County, but I mean just Southern California in general as a as a between a desert and a Mediterranean climate. Yeah. We're dry enough to, almost dry enough to be a desert, but we get some, we get more water than they do um, in most deserts, either through the, from the mountains or, or um, uh, what little rain that we do get. Yeah.
1: You can drive two hours and you're in the middle of a sandbox. Yeah.
0: yeah. Totally. Hell yeah. Um, So, but that's an interesting point that you make in, in the, in Scotland and Ireland, they are getting a really moderated climate coming in from, um, from their, uh, their West facing ocean and it changes how the whiskey reacts in the barrel and and there um with a more humid climate you're typically going to have more alcohol evaporation and so therefore a lower abv Um, Mm -hmm. in a hotter climate you're typically going to have more water evaporation typically this is typical i mean depending it depends on your microclimate and in your region yeah but we're seeing at least here in, in southern california in our particular zone um Uh, increase and we went so this is almost three years and it went up two percent we had um, a four-year barrel that went up uh, almost four percent yeah and that was a tremendous angel share on that one it was too much actually oh well not too much it was it was it, when you took the when you harvested the barrel and you weigh it out and proof it uh, and you see all that loss, it you're like oh my gosh what happened? But you have to remember that that's total volume. Um, losing the water, uh, um, that water is important because it aged with the alcohol and it's mm-hmm. part of the spirit. But we when you proof that to the correct proof, you you haven't lost as much alcohol as you did water. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, so but we're we we're, we're not really to the source yet we're not really to what is important about water and why we're talking about it um, on this on this show Uh, and I think that's because in California water is king right Mm -hmm. water is life-sustaining and that's why people have fought and died over it yeah literally there is no um, there's no shortage of issues around water there's no shortage of politics around water there's no shortage of controversy around water. I mean, you nah. say people have died for water in California, and I, and I think you mean that literally. Oh, yeah. Um, Historically, that's, that's the case.
1: Oh, yeah. Water rights have always been a point of contention. Uh, even before Mulholland did what he did to the Owens Valley, um, water rights in the Central Valley and during the Gold Rush era, water was everything. Uh, water being used for mining, uh, hydraulic mining in particular. Uh, which destroyed most of the uh, environment in certain areas <laughs> of the state. Um, but yeah, like you, when when water is such a, is a commodity that's used to sustain life, either for drinking or for agriculture, uh, and with any resource, someone's going to want to take it from you. So that's when we've had... And a
0: scarce resource, right? Yes. That makes, it, that makes it all the much more contentious. Yes. So in California, we, we actually, for the climate that we have, as I understand it, we have a, a, a relatively decent amount of water. There was quite a lot of groundwater in California mm-hmm. historically. Um, but you're, you're talking about water rights. And uh, some of those water rights date back to the late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, if not mid 1800s, yeah. where people were granted basically groundwater rights. Yeah,
1: whatever. What uh, same with mineral rights. Whatever minerals or water was was within the boundary of their land belonged to them.
0: And under the ground, right? Yes,
1: um, and that's why, like today, a lot of whenever you're buying a house in California, uh, that's rural, make sure you own the mineral and the water rights, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, um, in case like,
0: you uh, are become a clampet or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like in my time living in Apple Valley. Hey guys, um, we had a we had a well on the property, and th- that was easy to work. Um, it wasn't like you did know, you like, really? Yeah, going out and pumping in the morning. No, it wasn't no. like that. It was on a uh, it was on a system. It would draw from. But the house. so that's
0: interesting. If you were drawing f- groundwater like directly, and there <laughs> yeah. was no meter on that, right? No, that was just you guys had the rights to the water under your feet. Yep. in that location. And as far as the state was concerned, um, you could pump that until you couldn't pump it anymore. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Which is bonkers. Unless you're in the almond industry. <laughs> That's a whole other episode, guys.
0: Oh my gosh, almonds. Uh, we did we talk about this? Almonds? A little bit. We touched on it. Yeah. <laughs> almonds or almonds. You decide. Almonds oh, or almonds. Um, uh, wh- whether it's whether it's uh, the, the nuts or whether it's avocados fruit fruit trees avocados Mm -hmm. uh, all of these things are heavy heavy water users and and don't get me wrong here because i'm a patron a frequent patron and a a fan and a lover of wine but the grape the venerable grape requires a lot of water to live um we make a lot of wine in california a ton of wine Mm -hmm. tons of wine um And we're in a
1: region dedicated to wine. Yeah.
0: And we're a water-scarce state. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the governor is... He's in the middle of a lot right now. But one of the things that he's dealing with um, is uh, talking about the drought. That's that's kind of come back. Um, It was here for the for for years probably seven years I think we it were in really official leaves. drought yeah it yeah. never really it's always had,
1: it's always been like hey okay mind the water using coming out of the faucet yeah 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 take short showers that that's like a p- part of living in California earthquakes and we've done a pretty good job of yes that. we have and
0: I, and I think I heard a statistic uh, once that said that since uh, we have um, uh, since the 1980s we have increased population tremendously in California yep. but our water usage has stayed basically flat, nice. and that's for resident for residential, um, not not commercial, not ag. Gotcha. Um, but more people, same amount of water being used. Um, that's different than it was in Mulholland's days yeah. when he built um, the what was the the California Aqueduct and the and the the reservoir system that moves up the state. They were basically just, it was a water grab at that point. As much as we can because the city was entirely, Los Angeles, was entirely dependent on what was happening with water. Yeah.
1: So, the LA Aqueduct is, I'm forgetting how long it is. It's over 100 miles.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Um,
1: It starts up in the Owens Valley in Inyo County, I believe.
0: Yep. It starts up at um, Lake... um, Oh, crud. I can't say it now. Um, oh, I, it's
1: Owens Lake up here. Owens
0: Lake is where they took the first water f- from. Know, yeah. Right up here. Which, ooh, that's a good point because right now that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, that lake is gone. Um, can you follow that up to uh, where past Bishop? There's Independence there. Keep There's going. Behind Bishop Creek yep and I'll come over there should be Lake uh, Mono. Do you see Mono anywhere? Uh,
1: Mono County
0: Mono, Mono County Lake. Mono Lake There it is there it is. So that is the tippy top end right now of that portion should of <laughs> of that portion of the the aqueduct that goes through the Owens Valley. Yeah, go ahead. Show. I'm them. gonna walk with it. I'm gonna Bob yeah. Barker this for a second. <laughs> All
1: right, so yeah, we have an we have an
0: aqueduct. For those that live here, you, you've seen it. Um, you've probably driven over it, driven by it. Yeah. been like, why is there an open pit of water right there? Well, that's your drinking water. That's yep. the water you're taking a shower with. Yep. That's uh, the water that we're making some of this stuff out of. Yep. Keep going. And it, it
1: basically it, it's an engineering marvel, just like the it Hoover is, Dam. Absolutely. Uh, but it has a very negative connotation to the people that live in this region of the state for sure. Because it's how does a city and a relatively small county allow for basically the, the, the theft of water 200 plus miles away?
0: The way they do it is by essentially the city of of los angeles buying the land all the way up that track up to the top Uh yeah so when you go up there so they own like what two square feet of a line going (laughs) (laughs) they own a lot more than that Uh, when you go up there a lot of the property that you drive by when you take the 395 north which is a really heavily trafficked um sort of tourist route to get from southern california up to mammoth um, Mammoth lakes Yeah. yeah Um, I've done it many times I love. it's one of my favorite drives it's beautiful and uh, I love the Owens Valley in part the reason the reason that my partner Melissa and I started to explore the Owens Valley was because we started to learn about this water story and learn about how and why the city of Los Angeles came to be why Southern California looks the way that it does today yep. uh, and you start you inevitably have to get to this water story um, and one of the first things that you see when you leave the uh, leave the um, Southern California well Los Angeles area is you have to go up over what's called the Grapevine, the Grapevine, which is the five, the five. Um, Interstate five. We call it the five out here. Back home in Indiana, we call it which I runs five. basically up this way. Goes right uh, past. Do you see Bakersfield? Uh, Baco is right there. Yeah, so this so is so to the, the five. left of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, another engineering marvel. But if you when you go up that way. You go past the um, where the uh, uh, one of the spillways, and this was act- I think this is the same spillway that Mulholland was he he pulled the plug on it the yeah. first time and let water flow from this from this uh, series of uh, funnels siph syf- not funnels siphons pumping stations reservoirs underground and above ground. Um, all designed to deliver the water that was making up that Owens Lake, which doesn't exist right now because of this, gotcha. taking it into the city of Los Angeles to make L.A. viable, to make L.A. be able to grow.
1: But see, like, w- what's weird is, cl- much closer is, well, Lane's Crossing is right here, which would become Victorville. Under all this is the Mojave River, which runs underground for most of its length. It pops up right here at Victorville. It's one of the largest rivers in the country. It's just you don't see it. <laughs> really? Why not just take it from there?
0: Uh, Well, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think it has to do with logistics of where it's all. How to get? How hard is it to get to it? I mean, it's still
1: running downhill because you're coming off of the desert and down, uh, down the pass. Yeah. But you know, just me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, If anybody is curious about some source material for this, uh, Cadillac Desert is my personal favorite. I haven't. I'm not. Uh, fully well read on this, but the book *Cadillac Desert* is uh, probably the most comprehensive dive into uh, water in the West, uh, and uh, it talks a lot about this era. So that was the first wave, and then the second wave is the um, the other part of the aqueduct that goes more to the east of of that, not in Owens Valley, but the valley next door, which is San Joaquin. No, uh, it
1: was in Fresno or Chaler County.
0: Yeah, there basically. Uh, and, it, and it ends up in um, what we just call the Valley, San Fernando. Sorry, oh. I couldn't say it. Oh. Up the, that way. Or the Northwest Valley. Yeah. Uh, we just call it the Valley. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Valley. Uh, but that, that project is the one that goes up to um, Sacramento. Uh, well, uh, up to the Bay Area, Sacramento. And there's um, where yeah. they, there's a lot of water that comes. That's the one where the governor wanted to create the big tubes of like giant, giant, tubes to deliver water uh-huh. down to Southern California. It was going to cost, they estimated like $4 billion. And then they came back when they actually that put, put drum rubber out. to the road. It's like 30 billion or something. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, we're
1: getting high speed rail.
0: So there you go. It's the same idea. It's all, it's all wonderful <laughs> until you actually go and have to pay for it. Yeah. And buy the land to make it happen. Yeah.
1: Practicality over,
0: uh, over anything else really. Yeah. Um, we get here in Orange County, or we're lucky, yeah. and I can't remember if we talked about this before or not, but uh, Orange County, at least most of the county, not in all of the county, sits on top of an aquifer. Very large aquifer. Yeah. A very natural, proud of that. natural aquifer. aquifer. Yeah. Um,
1: we're not like Huntington Beach and we have to truck in our water from Colorado.
0: <laughs> Do they?
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a thing.
0: Yeah. They're also looking at desal, uh, putting in desalination plants. There. Really? Yeah. Ooh. There's a big one that they're talking about putting in uh, in that area between Newport Beach and Huntington Beach. I think it is. Oh. Um, desalination plants are a whole other ball of wax, of environmental impact and of feasibility and and um, uh, uh, cost effectiveness for per unit of water and um, uh, more than I know about really. Um, uh, but I had a point. Oh yeah, Orange County. So the aquifer that we sit on is water that's naturally comes down to us from the Santa Ana River, Mm -hmm. which is uh, created, starts up in the hills. uh, And and any rain that falls up there is going to feed into Santa Ana. We have settling ponds along that river that allow the water to collect and settle into the soil naturally uh, and through the soil and not just soil, but um, we have a clay bed here in, in Orange County. And that helps naturally filter that water. So... Uh, in Orange County, we're fortunate enough to have really nice, good drinking water, yeah. uh, and it's uh, it's pretty hard. In relative
1: abundance, yeah. It, relative. it is pretty hard, yeah.
0: It's hard, but it's really good. Yeah. Uh, in fact... Um, Vitamins. Vitamins. <laughs> in fact, uh, the uh, city of Santa Ana has submitted... Their, the water department has submitted water to national and international water tasting competitions. Oh, yeah. There's, that's a thing. We always that win. That really exists. We always win. they won... Three out of five times, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We
1: always place. No, yeah. No, winning or placing, me. But yeah, we we always get something because our water is so damn good. Yeah. Thank you to the local water district and public works. There you go.
0: <laughs> we should have someone on at some point. From we public talk about works. Water. Yeah. Or I mean, I yeah, we could, we should. Yeah. Another day. Yeah. Um, when we started the distillery, one of the first things that we did was test our water. Uh, just test the water that was coming into the building without doing anything to it, and it turned out. The water was really good brewing water right out of the gate. We didn't have to do anything to it to Solid. make a good brewing water. So th- what we do do to it is take out um, chlorine or chloramines, uh, which are just the, the chlorine that's, treat, that's used to treat the water as it leaves um, the city and has out into the, to the communities uh, to make sure that it's sanitary when it arrives. Uh, sanitary? Yeah, sterile, uh, not sterile. Potable, potable when it yeah. arrives to your tap. Yeah. Um, so we use a carbon filter. Char. It's basically just uh, carbonized um, coconut husks or something like that. That's. It looks like a carbon filter. Like if you cut open a Brita filter, it's the same idea, just bigger. Fancy. Um, that takes out. It doesn't take out much of anything else. It doesn't take out any of the minerality or the hardness. It just takes out the chlorine. Gotcha. Uh, then we run it through a UV filter, which is just a tube with a UV light in it. It shines really brightly and kills any possible bacteria that might be coming into it. That's true. You know, that's that could be uh, it could be it mostly would only happen so, by protozoa <laughs> Sure.
1: committing genocide to the poor protozoa. Yeah.
0: There probably isn't any there. And <laughs> We didn't do it. The city did it yeah. with the chlorine. Oh, yeah. But um, if something happened in the water system, that it would be a failsafe for us. Yeah. Uh, And then the last uh, thing is just a sediment filter. Again, if there was some rust in the line, or let's say the city did a backwash or something and it kicked up some sediment and that would... There's a
1: whole lot of science and engineering that you have to know in order to make this happen.
0: I mean, I pretend to know, yeah. Gotcha. Enough to to make it get to that point. Um, Yeah but fortunately good water in orange county uh we're lucky in that regard where um and if i remember the tour that i took with the city when we talked about this uh correctly we're in in, uh, in santa ana at least in the part of santa ana that we're in every part is a little bit different we're getting um uh, uh up to and in and potentially over 75 percent of our water from that aquifer sweet we can sometimes pull off from uh, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which takes water from up north because they mm-hmm. don't really have their own water sources uh, and that water uh, comes in um, and um, uh, is just a, it's a little bit different because it's not true it's not groundwater from here it's groundwater that came through the aqueduct. gotcha. Um, but most of the time we're over 75% the water that's right here. The other cool thing about Santa Ana and Orange County uh, in, is that we have a water reclamation system where water that runs uh, past us goes through uh, processing. It's the, uh, it's, the, it's the water processing plant of, uh, down in Fountain Valley. They run the water through all no, any number of different processes. Some is um, uh, bacterial uh, um, processing where the bacteria eat the bad stuff, get rid of it. They do coarse filters, they do uh, fine filters, they do this extremely fine filter that like, only lets H2 and O through and nothing else. Uh, They do uh, reverse osmosis filtering, and they do a UV treatment as well. That water, you don't drink it. You can, and if you take the tour of the plant, you can actually drink it, and it's perfectly fine. But um, that's that's gray water, you know? That's water that people have a negative connotation with.
1: Yeah, for those that uh, have seen um, It, gray water. (laughs) (laughs) That scene from It? I haven't seen that. What? (laughs) No. Okay, so we can curse on the show. So basically, gray water is in... Rough terms, piss and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed with water. Yeah. um, And various other things. So, uh, in Fountain Valley, they filter all that out into a would-be drinkable...
0: No, P- you can potable? like on the tour. Okay. You can take. They have a little stop at the end of the tour after the last set of filtration. Sounds before like fear factor. The water heads. <laughs> Joe Rogan would be proud. <laughs> uh, no, but it's not. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point. Uh, now it's a public perception thing. So yeah. we could, we could, if we wanted to, pump that water right into the into the drinking water system mm-hmm. of Southern California of Orange County. Uh, there would be no problem with that, chemically speaking, from a health perspective. It's totally fine, but there's a public perception around that that's yeah. obviously negative, and I get it. Of course I get it. Yeah. It's a little bit like, eh, uh, a little creepy. We can but, trust it,
1: but how much do we trust it? Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so, instead, what we do, uh, what they do, is take that water and pump it back upstream up that Santa Ana river and then spill it out into that same path that the water is coming through naturally. And it goes through those settling ponds Mm -hmm. and returns back into the earth. And then the city pumps it back out. So we're kind of replenishing. It is called the GWRS groundwater replenishment system, GWRS. Gotcha. uh, Orange County GWRS where they, re pump that water literally pump it into the ground um, so it's, some of it settled settled in others as they pump it down into the aquifer to keep that aquifer nice and full because it's important we can actually have the ground settling un, yeah. like underneath us yeah. if we are't if we draw too much of that water out um, and then that's uh, scary yeah it is scary and the other thing that can happen is called seawater incursion and that can happen whoop, sorry that can happen more over on the coast uh, by Newport Beach and, and Huntington Beach where where the aquifer comes up and then the seawater's on the other side of, uh, of some earth there and uh, if that aquifer goes down too far, drain, gets we drain it down too far through drinking water mostly, the seawater can actually push in. It doesn't just like spill over the top but yeah, it like it'll filter filters in, in. Yeah, yeah. and then contaminate the drinking water. That sucks. So there's lots of different wells throughout Orange County and they monitor these wells to make sure there's no more salinity coming in, that there's not any other Jeez. stuff coming in. Um, we're far enough away that seawater won't be our issue uh, in Santa Ana. We're, I don't know how far are we from the coast. I don't know. Uh, it's like 10 minutes if you didn't have any traffic, but I don't know how many miles it is. Maybe 12 miles? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is enough. But people yeah. on the coast there, it's something that they may not think about, yeah. but trust me, their, their local uh, water utilities are thinking about yeah. it constantly. But
1: they're also more concerned about uh, coastal erosion. Like sure. Babo Island is slowly sinking. Yeah, uh, They, well, they, they sea keep building rise. that seawall yeah. higher and higher until basically it's going to look like a flak turn in Germany yeah, in right yeah. the war. It's going to be 20-foot tall cement wall around an island, a man-made island. A man-made island, no yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't I, exist until yeah.
0: what, after the war?
1: Uh, no, uh, just before. During the war. Yeah, just after World War I. Um, yeah, I, I lived on Babo Island for about six months when I first moved back to Orange County you can check that off the off the list yeah. of things to do but uh yeah it's 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 a very interesting environment there cuz you you know you're surrounded you know by a cement wall all the way around you have a little bit of beach and then highly condensed housing yeah. so how much sand did he have to pile up in order to get a solid foundation
0: i imagine they used dredgers and just like pulled in and then yeah. built in yeah,
1: yeah cuz the harbor see if I Eh.
0: Hard to see on there, wouldn't it be?
1: Yeah, no, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, no, not enough relief, but um, yeah, that that's that's one of those things that we we have to be mindful of because we live in a in a, in a very beautiful place. We have a temperate climate, uh, but you know we have to be mindful not to overuse or take for granted, uh, that which uh, Mother Nature gives
0: to us. Absolutely, and I think that's a good segue. To how we uh, the other the other issue around we were we were hinting at it with um, agriculture talking about agriculture. So in California and I think most of the West a vast majority of the water that gets used groundwater included yeah. is for agriculture. Yeah. Now there's obviously more than two sides to that story. Um, people got to eat. People got to eat. We got to eat. We if we didn't buy almonds they wouldn't grow almonds. If yeah. we didn't buy avocados and we buy some avocados. Yes we do. They wouldn't grow avocados.
1: Yeah, you know you hipsters <laughs> buying
0: your ten dollars avocados. I do it every Sunday. Here's the I go to okay I, I go a, to Hopper and tree. Burr every Sunday. I know, oh, oh, oh. I, and I want some. Okay, you okay. okay. We'll go climb the tree. We go to Hopper and Burr on Sundays and get the uh, avocado toast there. Oh, ain't you fancy? It's it's outrageously good. I don't I don't do. Uh, I have but done though, the salmon. Normally yeah. I get it with an egg. Got you. Yeah. If I'm really hungry, I go with the egg. If I'm not, it's just the bacon bits. And uh, Hopper
1: and Burr is a coffee shop and cafe in downtown San Antonio in the Spurgeon Building. Yeah. It's a very nice place. Yeah. yeah.
0: Best avocado yeah. toast. I. Uh, I had some really. <laughs> we're getting really off top. I had some really good avocado toast up at. Um, uh, uh, oh shoot! It's a bread company up in. Um, uh, like the west side of LA, like outside of Venice. Um, oh man, it's killing me. I can't say their name of oh. it now. Lodge bread, Lodge bread. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they make their own um, uh, naturally fermented. Uh, what's that called? Uh, sourdough. Sourdough. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's cool. It's really Ooh. good. Like so, the breads like you know like sourdough king of
1: breads. That and focaccia, but sourdough king of breads. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Then they cover it. And the thing they do that's different is a little <laughs> shave of uh, of, <laughs> of onion, yeah. like shaved onion. Oh, Ooh. yeah, it's really yummy. Red onion. Oh, hell yeah. I had a point about this. Most of the water that's used in the West is used for agriculture. And that's not just California. That's all over the West. Yes. Um, And the point of that is that there's multiple sides to that. And we straddle that line. And that's why we're always, I am always thinking about water at the distillery. Because I know how precious of a resource it is. And I know how water intensive our industry is, the alcohol industry in general. Because not only are we selling 38% water or... 55% 55% water or 60% water in the bottle in the case of our vodka, which is 40 ABV. Um, we use a lot of water in the cleaning process yep. in the distillery. We use a lot of water, uh, to grow the grains. Um, as much of that as natural as possible, the folks that we work with, they try to, but you can't do it for everything, especially the corn. Cause it's very water intensive. Yeah. Uh, and, um, You use water in the malting process to make malted barley. Water is used for everything that goes into this. So we have to be really wise about how we're using that because it is a finite resource. We can filter it and treat it and all that, but now you're just adding in costs to the the system.
1: I'm having a flashback of my grandfather basically just watering the sidewalk yeah right (laughs) right? you should be able
0: to get a ticket for that around here i don't think right now but like the last couple years you could get a ticket for
1: that yeah yeah that was the thing every every saturday morning you see water down the driveway water down the portion of the sidewalk in
0: front of the house for a year (laughs)
1: yeah with the thumb with the thumb
0: yeah oh no he wouldn't even do a no 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 why waste your money on that no water is an infinite resource but i'm not gonna go buy a garden hose yeah no (laughs) Not even supposed to wash our cars, I don't think, because you uh, normal car, I think, I could be wrong. There's but, enough car washes in the city, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think they use, uh, I think they're required to use like RO systems that capture that water, yep. filter it, and then reuse it again, right? Yeah, yeah because otherwise, that it's water down the drain. Yeah. So the, the, the most important thing that I think any one individual can take away from a conversation about water in the West, and in California in particular, is that the water that you don't use is water that's save it's like new water it's like water that didn't exist before so if you don't use the water you are essentially creating capacity that didn't exist had you used the water gotcha okay so whatever i don't use in the distillery to clean with or to um you know to to make into this product is water that i that i am essentially building back into the system it has a really huge effect and so when you and i take shorter showers yep don't water the sidewalk. Yep. Don't wash our cars in the driveway. Uh, uh, you know, maybe only you know water your lawn in the morning or at night, not during the day, the hottest part of the day. All those little water miserly things you can do. You know, put. Have you ever heard of the one where you put a brick in the in the in the, uh, the bowl of your the, the back part of your toilet to displace more water so it uses less oh yeah, yeah. No, no, now okay. you can like fidget with the plunger thing and like yeah, yeah, design, yeah. you know design it but yeah. the old school way is just put a brick in put two bricks in now there will Damn. be less water that will fill back in every time that's two bricks <laughs> worth of water that you didn't flush down the toilet every time wow. you flush the toilet wow um so those things make an impact and that's why we were saying in the beginning that Cal- uh, los angeles is using the same amount of water for a lot more people that they yeah. were before so as individuals, we're actually doing... good job, LA. Yeah, right. Kudos. Good we're, job, California. We're actually doing a pretty good job. People yeah. are doing a pretty good job. Now, the part that we haven't touched, um, or 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 is really politically difficult for so many reasons, and there's lots of reasons on both sides of this, is the ag side and how we deal with that. I think is going to determine the future of water in California.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's. That's going to be a battle all its own. I mean, again, we have to eat and we are feeding one of the most populous states in the country.
0: And we're feeding the rest of the country. Yeah. This food has to come from somewhere. So this is a push-pull. It's always going to be there. There isn't one simple answer. And there's not just decades, not just generations, but, you know, we're talking about a a virtual epoch here of, of more than 150, 200 years of people dealing with water in the West in some regards, as an infinite resource, and we know without a shadow of it out, it is not. Yeah, and it's there's strange. less of it now than there was before. Yeah, with a planet,
1: that's over seventy percent water. That's why I think people what they say? T-
0: water watered everywhere and not a drop to drink. yep, well, we got a few drops, but few less. Yep. so when, that's why Californians get all giddy when we see rain clouds up in the hills back up yeah. here at Saddleback and and uh, San Jacinto and and San Gorgonino. I can't say it. Gorgiano, yeah, Gorgiano, yep. yeah. And uh, Baldy, and yeah. uh, Cleveland National Forest, and even more giddy when we hear about the snowpack up in, you know, up in the Sierras. Yeah. That's the good stuff. But even that is only like thirty percent of the drinking water that we get down in, you know, Jeebus. down below. Most of the water is still coming from the ground, and that is. That is the stuff that you can't put back easily. Yeah. We're actually trying in Orange County, yeah. but it is so expensive to do that. It is so, so much more affordable and cheap to do it now by not using it. Mm-hmm. The more you don't use, the more stays up there. So, like a water bank. Kind of, yeah. Well, it gotcha. absolutely is. It's, gotcha. But it's not just a water bank. It's a life bank. Uh, Aqua Vitae, wow. water of life. Hey, yeah. It's a life bank, man. Full
1: circle, everybody.
0: Totally totally i mean so that is just the skimming the right on the top you know like that is just sort of the big picture some of the issues that you and i have learned about um it goes much deeper than that there's money involved there's politics there's history there's family there's land rights water rights property rights uh, lawsuits, and then back in Mulholland's days, people were getting shot and blown yeah. up over this stuff, yep. threatened yeah, at gunpoint. The, the early aqueduct, yep, yeah, over and over and over again yep. because they didn't want the farmers up there, didn't want LA, the city folks, stealing mm-hmm. their water. Yeah, um, it's one of the most. I, I moved here from Indiana seven, almost seven years ago. And the water story in California is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most interesting thing that I've learned about since I came here. And it mm. never, se- like, I don't get tired of it. I don't yeah. get bored of it.
1: Wait till I talk about uh, local murders.
0: <laughs> wait, please. Yeah. Wait till he talks about local murders. All yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> um, well. Yeah, so that's that's just the, 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 the skin of it, the the very top layer and there's so much more to it. So maybe, I don't know how much do we want to dedicate. I think to we water? dipped
1: our toes, yeah, water puns, mm. into the water legacy and what actually goes into the bottle and what goes into our bodies. Um
0: The booze better be good, but the water better be good too. Yeah, or better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think
0: that's a good way to end. Yeah, yeah, let's only, let's um, do an ending toast. Huh? Okay, yeah, let's do it. I could take a little bit more. Yeah. Where's the ice? I want to I want to dilute this a touch or some water. We need to we need to find that after the show. After yes. the show. I don't um,
1: want you to cause a. Uh, we haven't a firestorm in the comments.
0: No, we haven't had uh, our politics talk yet, and the water one could easily slip into that. The water has um, slipped into that. Next week, um, there's a bill in California that's going to be hit, hitting a committee. That's about uh, our ability uh, as distillers to be able to ship a bottle to a consumer. It's called direct consumer shipping. It's a huge issue that's going on nationwide, but especially here in California because we've got legislation that's proposed for it. And I'm actually going to be testifying at one of the committee hearings on Tuesday about this. Cool. And hopefully we'll be able to update folks on how that goes. It's SB 620, SB 620. It's uh, the direct-to-consumer shipping bill here in California. It's really, really important for small uh, craft distillers.
1: Especially. And we have a lot of them, right? You know, what, 250?
0: Uh, we have about no, no, about 150 okay plus uh, registered craft distillers in the state but there's there's probably over 300 licensed distillers or people who work with uh with spirits that includes rectifiers uh regular distillers brandy manufacturers ah, craft okay. distillers um so there's a lot of folks that um, uh, hopefully are and should be interested in this topic and but even more than that this is a consumer bill it's a consumer topic uh, it's about consumers ability and rights to be able to Engage and buy spirits in the form that they want to. Yeah. Meet them where they're at. And right now consumers want us to be able to ship that directly directly to them. We can right now under emergency provisions, but those will go away if we yeah. don't have a legislative answer to that. Anyways, water of life. Aqua vitae. Aqua vite, sir. Ching ching. Don't just watch us drink. Go out and get a bottle yourself.
1: Yep. So, I guess to end the video, um, water is everything. Quite literally, water is everything. Be well. uh, Be safe. And uh, together we will see this through, COVID and whatever you're going through. And keep it California.
0: Keep it California.
1: There you go. Cheers. Cheers, sir.